Rip it, Dan. We're recording a little early today, so I was a little late. I was a little late it's ripping okay. it. That's fine. Oh, it's coming through real loud this week. It's it's loud in my cans. I love it. It is a little loud in my cans also. No, it's That's great. okay. No, That's I love fine. it. No, keep it going. Turn it up in my headphones. I've always this wanted to say that. This is the first music I've listened to today. I haven't had a full breakfast yet. I've had two <laughs> cups of coffee. Um, two cups already. I got it. It's ten eighteen. This is this is cup two territory. Um, nice. No, yeah. I'm on, I'm on cup two. I like that. I, I do two cups max a day, but it'll be two cups in the morning. It'll be one first thing when I when I get up at like seven or six thirty or whatever. Right. And then one at like. 830 or nine two cups one stefan i'm yeah i'm nursing this one right now um because the the little like french press fucking thing i have is like two cups max so it's perfect i don't have to make any you know and and it's nice and it's very nicely insulated so it stays it stays nice and hot for you know at least a few hours um right and so I can make it early in the morning and then, and then have one later on at nine. People so are your loving French press People is better than your this. apartment. It's, it's well insulated. Well, my, okay. My apartment is very nicely. In fact, it's too insulated. It's, it's very hot in here. <laughs> That's true. So, well, you also get the punishing sun for most of the day. Cause I have the big, the big sliding the big glass window. doors and then they just yeah. bake and then, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not great. Anyway. Hello friends, idiots and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is blocked party. This is episode number 79. And I am John. Wow. I'm Stefan. Hello. Why'd you say wow? Just 79. I mean, we're getting close to like 100. We're getting there, yeah. Yeah, 79 is If we, if we is round like, it up, we would round up to 100. It's like, well. Oh, depending up, on, depending 80, on your, I, think. I know, but so I'm just saying depending on the rules of, of rounding, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay. If you're doing like a big round, you're rounding that up to A big 100. round. If you're doing a really big round, you would round it down to zero. You know what I mean? If, well, you're, if it was yes. between like a zero and a thousand. If we're yeah. doing zero and a hundred, I'm rounding it up. Yeah, to this 100. is episode zero. Yeah. Welcome to episode if zero yes. of if Block we're, Party. If we're assuming we're going to do a thousand episodes, this is closer to <laughs> way closer to zero than a thousand. What are we doing, man? What is this? I don't know. This is oh all you. God. What do you mean? What I know, are we doing? I know. Don't well, implicate it's the, me I think it's the bullshit. coffee. Anyway, okay. Just all right. We have a great you, guest John. this week. Uh, we have been in talks to get him on the show for like a year. Um, yep. our fault mostly, uh, that yep. has taken this long, but he's here for us now. It's wonderful. <laughs> you may know him on Twitter as you girls. Uh, you may also know him as one of the hosts of the hostile witness podcast. Charles is here. Hi, Charles. Hi, Charles. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sorry, sorry my that people the... were such a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest intro I think that we've ever had before we introduced our guests. So sorry yeah, about I that. Po- I apologize. Thank for you that. for that's being all, that's, that's all me. That it's was okay. Me. I was jealous of the fact that you can have a second cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> I'm 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 way too old to have a second cup of coffee. If I have a second cup of coffee, I like even in the morning, I'm fucked for 24 hours. So really? I'll, so I'll say this: yeah. like it's not. Like I, so, the first cup I have is like a full cup, and then the second cup, there's enough for like two thirds of a cup. So I, it's not necessarily like a like a totally full cup. It still, I think, counts as a second cup, and it does. Like I wit, like I, the shitting that results from the second <laughs> cup is not great. So I mean, I get I get where you're coming from for sure. Like I think I'm approaching a, a point where like one cup is enough. But like before the pandemic, I was just. I would just have like a giant iced coffee every morning, like no, just a my, huge iced coffee. My second cup, I assume, is what cocaine is like. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it makes you jittery like all day, you're saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And then at night when I'm really like functionally exhausted, like my brain is ready to shut down and I feel really tired at the same time, my brain is just like, no, right. <laughs> we're keeping all systems operational. Yeah. And it just, I'm just jittery while also being exhausted. It's the worst possible combination. Mm, yeah. I've been there for sure. I, I don't drink caffeine generally. So if I do like, it is funny. I think like I used to drink Coca-Cola all the time. That was my like university go-to cause I never liked coffee. So if I was like writing a paper or whatever, I'd drink Coke and then I just kind of quit. Um, probably like almost 10 years ago now. And so I very rarely have caffeine and it's amazing. Like you don't realize how much it actually like fucks with your body until you oh, don't yeah. have it. And then you have, like if I have a Coke now I'm like being like, it does what you think caffeine is supposed to do. Like I am just like full headlights for like five hours after it, it's unbelievable yeah. to think yeah, that I was I drinking a... like three a day and I could drink one right before I went to bed and no problem back in the yeah. day. I mean, I have a very, like, I have a very specific range. If I have two, I'm ruined. And if I have none, like, if I'm, like, if I'm at work and, you know, I get an email that I have to run to a meeting, because, like, usually when we're not in quarantine, I go to the office and I get myself a cup of coffee and that's my cup of coffee for the day. And if something distracts me and I don't have the cup of coffee... At like two o'clock, I get a crippling headache from caffeine withdrawal. And so I need exactly one cup. <laughs> Your body is like just... a video game character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's morphed over over years where it knows yeah. exactly the precise amount of caffeine that you need to like for me function. going back to like like brewing the coffee myself, because that was just like before all this, that was just like a weekend thing. I would I would brew a couple cups of coffee uh, Saturday and Sunday and make myself breakfast, whatever. Now that's like an everyday thing. And so I don't know if I'll be able to go back to what I used to do, which is have just like a venti iced coffee from Starbucks at, or like a, a venti iced latte, even worse. And and just for it's not even about the caffeine at that point. It's like the amount of sugar in there is right. so ridiculous. And I'm not putting that much sugar in my coffee here. So I. I do feel like if I, after, you know, two and a half, three months away from, from a Starbucks giant fuck off ice latte, if I have one of those like right now, I, I might actually die. And <laughs> I mean, you live pretty so, close to a Starbucks and I think they're reopening. So you, you should get on that, man. Let's, know, let's experiment. I, let's see how I this know. goes. No, see if I'm, if I'm doing Starbucks again, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the Starbucks reserve downtown. Oh, the fancy Starbucks. oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't, I've never even heard of that. It's For good uh, reason, well, you're, I mean, you're in New York, so I'm, I'm sure they have a Starbucks reserve. There, no, they have but it's real essentially... places to go. Well, OK, I know that. And <laughs> I like I know we have real places here. I mean, there's some very good. Yeah, but you're a fucking a little coffee... sellout. You're a little, I know, you're a little look, sellout. But I, I, I do go. I support the local coffee places. Uh -huh. Also, there's some very good ones. But yeah, exactly. Stefan but, puts money but in he there. He likes looking at the mermaid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, like all the all the coffee I have at home is like local anyway. But the point is, I, I'm going to I'm going to go to Starbucks Reserve and get like their fancy iced coffee. And it comes in like a like a reusable cup that I always throw it anyway. But <laughs> so I'm not like a picture of myself here. What is yeah. a Starbucks ceramic? Cup just busted on the street yeah. outside of the Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, it's the same quality as like the reusable cup, 
like you would get at the movies, the movies yeah. or like right. a like a promotional cup. It's like that quality, mm-hmm. or like a promotional cup you'd get at like a baseball game or something. Right, you right. Know what I mean, and that's um, what Starbucks so, does. They're just like uh, they have the like the Iron Man is on the outside of the yeah, cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so you could keep that, I I guess, but. I don't know. I mean, look, I still I recycle it. I put it in like a mm-hmm. plastic recycling thing. So I'm not Kelly Gruber not fading in the cabinets at your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good Kelly Gruber <laughs> reference. That's very true. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I think if I go back to iced coffee, it's going to have to be I'm going to have to start small. I'll have to start with a uh, what I mean, I don't even what do they fucking call? Is it just tall? Yeah. Is that what they call this? I don't even know what they call the small Starbucks I've never ordered. Yeah. It's like how you describe yourself on Tinder. <laughs> well, that's not how I would describe myself as uh, tall. You're five, like, I'm five tall. ten. Like I would Starbucks. say five ten. <laughs> five yeah. ten, and you would describe yourself like that. Very generous. No, I'm honest. I would say five nine and a half. <laughs> I think people appreciate the honesty of, of five nine and a half. You know, because then they know you're not lying, right? Because well, no one's going to admit to be five nine and a half. That's insane. They might. <laughs> Who would say they were that? They wasn't. <laughs> John, you're you're what? You're six. I mean, are we getting into height here, really? Well, we've My done break? this before on the show. I mean, I Ellen know. Cushing couldn't believe that I was six feet, and we tried to measure me during the podcast, and I didn't <laughs> oh, have a right. measuring tape. So, yeah. I actually think I've grown. I think I'm like I think I'm uh, I think I'm a full six one now. I was six foot and a <laughs> half inch for a while. What you think you've grown in like the last year or something? What I think is I don't think okay. I don't think my body grew. Uh, I think my head grew. I think I got no. a bigger head because some. I think of, you yeah. just started buying shoes with thicker soles. No, no, I do. Do you I have like the shoes. largest jelking apparatus in the world? <laughs> just okay. a big rack. A full body jelk? Is that what you're doing, Sean? <laughs> you're doing full wow. body jelking? I haven't heard anyone use the term jelking since we learned what it was in grade eleven. Um, <laughs> so that was impressive. Uh, yes, I, I have a full body jelking kit. Uh, no, it's honestly like I went through my hats. I have so many hats and I went through them to like get rid of some of them. We did a little spring cleaning around the house and, uh, some of them just like don't fit me anymore. And they definitely used to fit. Like, I just think my head got a bit bigger and like I'm not taller, talking your about head my got, Like pointier sort of. Yeah. I think my head got pointier. It's fucked <laughs> up. I don't think it's, I don't think it's right, but I like, I should probably go to the doctor, but do you I, think it was because you were wearing hats that were too small and they like squished your head together. Hmm. And sort mm-hmm. of like brought it to a bit of a point, maybe. Yeah, the science on that checks out. So I it's think probably that's, that. Yeah. What else? Would Barry it, Bonds right? trainer. <laughs> Are you sleeping yeah. upside down like a bat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in. I was implicated in the Balco investigation, but not a lot of people know about that because I wasn't famous. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I I measured myself at the doctor's office. I think I even sent you the picture. And there was, they had like, um, you know, one oh, of those that's like right. yeah. hike things on the wall. And I was, I was, I think I'm a full six one now guys. And no one ever believes me. I'm like a six one that no one believes. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. You're five ten, dude. And I'm like, I'm not. No. Cause you, when you, when you're pictured next to me, you're clearly a six one. Yeah. But it also, it also, you know, no, you know what it is though? It's when you're pictured next to me, I look like I'm like five seven and you look like you're five ten. <laughs> well, you definitely did in the picture with Sonny. Sonny's like six five and I'm six one. And so it made But he's also, look, he's six five and he's like big as well. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. So yeah, in that picture, I mean, people would never, seeing that picture, people would never believe you're five nine and a half. No. No, absolutely not. They'd be like, yeah. this guy's like five five. We can't, we have to stop taking pictures with tall guests. Charles, how tall are you? I am I am five ten. Okay, my, right. so we can take no, a picture. No, my posture with you. is getting worse, and I'm like 
I think, getting old enough that I'm starting to collapse. Like, I don't actually want to measure myself and find out that I'm no longer 5'10". Yeah. You know, like, it's a story I tell myself. Like, my dad always said he was 5'9", but my dad was actually, I'm almost 50. And my dad was my age when I was born. Okay? My dad was 49. uh, My dad was 49. No, he just turned 50. Yeah. When I was born. Oh, whoa. And so by the time I was thinking about, like, whether he was telling the truth about his age, he was in his 70s, and there's absolutely no way he was still 5'9", <laughs> but he was still saying 5'9", yeah. as he was, like, sh- really obviously shrinking. I've got, I got a gamer chair to, like, improve my posture, and <laughs> I don't know that that was, like, the best is idea. That, is that why you got it? Well, that honestly, it it partially is because I had some like bullshit chair from Wayfair before that yeah. looked nice, but was like almost like just like this, this curved, but like 90 degree angle and sort of like set far back. So you could never really sit properly with like your back against it. And then this right here, like if I, I like raise it up, like. That's pretty. That's pretty decent posture, actually. Like it has, it has actually helped a little bit. But the issue is more that I'll just always have it like you can see here, just like leaned back all the way. Right, right. And that's, I thought the point of buying a gaming chair was so that people know you're a loser. No, so they know I'm a gamer, John. That's different. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a different thing. I yeah. thought it was a loser thing. No, no. Oh, it's very okay. cool to have a, a is it a chair with like a chair? detachable pillow. What? <laughs> How much was that chair? You're, you're cutting out. I can't hear the specific question you're asking. The me. question I'm asking is how yeah. much did you pay for that gamer chair? So again, I cut out right after you said the question you're asked. <laughs> in <asking>. money, <laughs> in money, in dollars, yeah. in Canadian uh-huh. dollars. Yeah. How much did you pay for that chair? Again, I don't know what is okay, going well, here, on I'm gonna here. Type it in the chat. Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah. I'm, wa- I'm waiting here. Is yeah, it- there it is. Okay. Again, I just see the link that Dan sent. I don't see any post from you. Well, I wrote, I how didn't, much did oh, you pay John, for Oh, John, I chair? see the question. I didn't pay for this chair because I'm at my mom's house. <laughs> okay, thank you. So you're asking Charles. Okay, that's fine. All right, yeah, so. No, I'm yeah. asking you. So Charles said it too, and you obviously heard him. So how much was the gaming chair? What? Should I just look it up? <laughs> well, no, because you don't know. People are loving this bit. They're loving it at home. They're they're fucking whooping in there. They're honking I, okay, their car horns. I believe this chair was three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, well, so which I think is what you would pay for like a decent chair at like IKEA, you know? Well, not at IKEA. No, I mean we I guess, have I, we have IKEA office chairs in the studio, and they're they were thirty dollars. I mean, oh no, I'm not, nice I'm not talking about too, an but... office chair. I'm talking about like a like a comfortable like armchair. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, but what why, I, what why, I why would you be with? comparing a gaming chair to a because comfortable I use because I live in such These a small two different categories, no, 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 no. Because I I live in a very small apartment, so this doubles as like a comfortable <laughs> armchair. Like I'll roll this over to watch TV, right? I'll be sitting in my gamer chair watching TV. <laughs> That's even worse. No, it's not. It's great because you can lean it back. It's comfy. I keep telling you. It's a if you actually if you tilt it off the casters, it's a couch. It's, Thank you. Yes. I mean, this is this is a very versatile like, look, I I really think if so at some point in the next couple of months, hopefully you can come over here, John, and you can sit in the chair and and you'll understand what the big deal is. Listen, I have no doubt that it's comfortable there. That was never in question for me. Yeah, because it has a little ass pillow, too, for like sort of the small of your back that you can like adjust lumbar support. uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess my lumbar was pretty fucked before, but uh, <laughs> no, it's great. It's a great, ch- I'm surprised it, it has taken us this long to, to talk about my gamer chair. Well, because uh, I got it right at the start of the pandemic when I'm like, I'm going to be working from home for like four months or whatever. Right. So I better get a chair that says DX racer on it. Well, so everyone yeah, at work knows it's, I'm, it's I'm cool. ready to race. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it says DX racer. That's cool. Is it? It is essentially that's the thing with the gamer chairs. I don't know if you know this, Charles. They're essentially like race car chairs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is which is awesome. I think. Yeah. I think that's cool. I, I think you should go full on and wear like the neck support. Yeah. You know what I need to get is a, like a full on like roll cage when I'm playing <laughs> yeah. Halo Two remastered. It is weird that like that's the thing they chose. Like that they were like, hey, you know what? Everyone agrees is universally comfortable. Those chairs, those race car drivers sit in. I wonder if there's yeah, a way to get those Yeah, but I think that's probably true. Time. You're going to be in a car for 500 miles. I, I think they have. Yeah, I think that actually is because I think that is true because they have to be that comfortable. Like, not only are you going to be in it for a while, but you're going to be getting like pressed up against it because of like the G forces, yeah. right? So, so it does, it, and like, your it, legs are extended. It's really, I think, yeah. like those are the people who spend like an insane amount of time maximizing the comfort of the people in the chair yeah. and then it's wasted on Stefan leaning back in his apartment. <laughs> then it's wasted on Stefan watching Avatar in his, yeah. uh, in his, uh, and let's just be clear. Chair. You're talking about Avatar, the anime, not the, no, I'm talking about the, the James Cameron. Oh, vehicle. come on. You're getting now. ready I'm for not... the sequel. No, no, yeah, which is are. still going forward apparently, which is so funny. Yeah. Haven't they posted pictures of them? Like actually filming it in New Zealand? Yeah, or something? I don't know what's going on there. I yeah. feel like Avatar is the episode one of uh of movie franchises <laughs> it yeah like it's just so i i cannot believe like because when did it come out 2009 i think something like that i believe I it's 2009 remember. i saw it in theaters i i could not i mean i think i can quote a couple lines from it one of them is when they land on pandora and they're like i guess we're not in kansas anymore or some shit like that <laughs> that's a line from another movie so that's why i can quote it and then I think there's one where he's about to like jump onto a pterodactyl and he's like, sometimes your life boils down to one insane move. And then he jumps onto the pterodactyl. And then I think there's a scene. I'm trying to remember That's specific what you scenes. said when you bought the gamer chair. It, yeah, exactly. But then there's a scene where like Sigourney Weaver dies and then comes back to life because of a, a magic tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's about all. And I guess Michelle yeah. Rodriguez played the character she always plays. In, in movies. So that's sort of everything I remember about that, that film, but I'm very excited for the sequel. You're right, John. <laughs> I didn't see one minute of it. Well, you don't, you don't watch movies though. That's right. Charles John doesn't watch movies. He watches like one movie a year. He's not, a movie I'm guy. not a movie guy. I have to say, I'm also not a movie guy. Okay. Thank you. Charles. Um, I appreciate I like, that. I, uh, I don't, I mean, I would like to watch more, but I really don't. But once I, once I had a kid, my, like taking the time to go to a movie just wasn't worth it. And so all I really see are like the sort of MCU things because, you know, he's really into that. And yeah. so, and since my uh, wife would rather eat glass than go to see <laughs> most of those movies. Uh, and I am more kind of like, I don't love them, but I sort of can get lost in them. You can for, tolerate them. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun And it, you know, it's a, you know, and I can and I can talk to him about them after or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like there are worse things that your kid could be into as far as that goes. Like it's not yeah. like you're going to go to the movies and have a bad time watching one of those. Yeah, and it's funny, like as he gets older, like leaving 
uh, The Last Skywalker, where I just like I'm not a huge Star Wars person. Like I've I, like I've seen most of them, um, but. I just treat them like MCU movies. I don't care. It's like a yeah. throwaway couple of hours. And we leave and my son kind of looks at me and he's like, ah, they messed up the canon. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, he's getting older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that truly was I, like, I didn't want to go see it. And uh, my girlfriend, Irene was like, well, we should go, we should go check it out. And then we got out of it and I was like, kind of giving her a look like, mm? she was like, yeah. Yeah, that was not like that's I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating. That was one of the worst movies I've I've seen in theaters based on like how good it could have been, I guess, cuz I liked The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was fine. And man, the the uh, John, you haven't seen it yet and you're not going to. No, probably. I haven't seen any the only Star Wars movie I've seen front to back is The Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But now it makes sense. I don't know that I would see another one if the only yeah. one I'd seen front well, to back was the That's reasonable. I think it was like part of it was that when I was in elementary school, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show before, but when I was in elementary school, so I went to elementary school in Ontario. So it goes to grade eight in BC, it goes to grade seven. Um, but so in grade eight, they decided um, I've talked before about being in the gifted program. So I was with the same, I went to a, a different school than the one that I should have gone to. And then I was with the same kids. Like it was basically the same 30 of us from like grade four to grade eight. And then in grade eight, they decided that three of us were like too big of assholes and they wanted to like try and improve our behavior. So they split three of us off and it was a grade seven, eight split class, but there was only three grade eights in it. And I was one of them. <laughs> uh, so the three of us became pretty that good friends. That honestly sounds like they were detracting you from the gifted program. I don't want to break. <laughs> I don't want to break it to you hard. <laughs> I mean, that could be very, I mean, the grade sevens were still in the gifted program. So yeah. who knows, but you're most likely right. And, um, the, (laughs) so the, uh, one of the three of them, star Wars was just like his whole personality. Like it was just like, that was, he loved it. And this was before, like, this is episode one hadn't even come out yet. This would have been in 1998, 99. And, um, yeah, so that it was just like his whole personality. And I think I was just like, "Ah, I don't want to. I don't think I want to be this guy who like (laughs) just talks about star Wars all the time to people who don't give a shit. Uh, so then I just never saw them. And then the only reason I saw Phantom Menace is because on the last day of school one year in my drama class, the uh, teacher was just like, okay, we're, we're done all of our everything. Like, we'll just watch a movie on the last day. And the kids voted to watch Phantom Menace. So I was just there and I had to watch it. That's the whole. And, and did you like it? No, absolutely not. Okay. It's yeah, terrible. That's, that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But Natalie like, Portman I feel like... was cool in it. I remember <laughs> I mean, like, I'm fine with The Last Skywalker, like, because it's just spectacle to me, and I don't think too much about it as I'm watching it. And so even the parts where, like, ah, they messed up the canon, I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't affect my life in any way. The, en- and the so ending was... And so I don't care. The ending was so funny to me. Uh, like, yeah. Because uh, we saw it Sorry, sort of late. Sorry, talk about the ending? Spoil it? I... I guess at this point, like, I feel like anyone <laughs> who would spoil it in the title. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say anyone who is pissed off by me spoiling this, that doesn't make any sense because you would have seen it already. If you're the type of person to get pissed off about last Skywalker spoilers. So by like, you would have seen it by now Maybe. if you're the type to get pissed off about the spoilers. 
But the ending that should be is, my new thing. I never watch movies, but I get super pissed off when people <laughs> that's spoil a good the bit. ending to me. I that like would, that. That's a good yeah, bit. How dare you talk about the ending of The Sixth the, Sense? The, the ending, though, is Ray goes back to Tatooine and goes back to like Luke's like hut or whatever, the the moisture farm that he like grew up on. And then she's like, she just goes to check it out and then walks off into the desert and someone is like, Hey, uh, what's your name? And she's like, Oh, I'm a Ray Skywalker. And then off in the distance, you see Leia and Luke. And they like, I I forget if they gave her a thumbs up or not, but I feel like there was a ghostly thumbs up at one point. And it was just like, literally someone in the audience at our theater laughed out loud at it. (laughs) It was just like so corny and just like, I mean, it's like the scene in the Simpsons, you know, where it's all the different James Jones, James Earl Jones. (laughs) This is CNN. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It just, it just felt, it was, it was really strange. Just, it, it just felt off the entire movie. But anyway, that's, I mean, John, you should, you should, you know, be a good bit is you just watch, that's the next Star Wars movie you watch. <laughs> right. Just that. I just cherry pick all the worst ones. And yeah. Chapter only watch one, those. chapter nine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, you'll get the you'll get the picture. Just watch the first and the last one, <laughs> fill in the blanks. You're fine. You like know? so if There's I understand this... no Luke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you experience yeah. Star Wars without Luke at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I wanna like I, I just turn on episode nine. I'm like, where is Jar Jar Binks? What happened this whole time? Like Garfield minus Garfield. Yeah. yeah, this is the only guy I cared about, and he's what? He's gone. He isn't the main character in the whole thing. Uh, and yeah. I just pretend I've never heard of Luke Skywalker too. I'm like, I don't know who. You're what? getting pissed off at the last one, not because of like the canon or anything. You're getting pissed off because they don't go back to the Trade Federation. Right. <laughs> yeah. What happened with the blockade, though? I need to know. <laughs> and that's oh. definitely a joke I get. And uh, so the goods are just moving freely. <laughs> Speaking of uh, jokes, I get. Let's move on to our social media updates. I love having those drops live. Maybe I should rip it, Dan, on all of those. As you could, well. yeah, yeah. Um, Charles, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? Uh not a lot. I mean, I'm. My life trapped indoors has devolved mostly into politics tweeting. And so sometimes things hit and sometimes things don't. And, you know, like there's not a lot fun going on. You know, it's just sort of reward pellet tweeting. Yeah. And so I'm not proud. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like that's what it is. And I and I'm, uh, you know, so like. In in its own game, I suppose it's going okay. But otherwise, like, <laughs> my social media is more is more uh, torture than anything else. It's just better than the alternative, which is acknowledging the fact that I'm always indoors. Have you seen anything just like very stupid recently or very ridiculous? Because um, no. there's always something going on. I well, I guess today the thing that's going around um, is. Uh, someone like I have created a story in my head of what happened previously, but it's some woman in a parking lot kind of walking at a cop with her hand extended like she's a witch and she's like, (laughs) and the cop is kind of backing away. So clearly, like someone asked her to wear a mask indoors and she lost her mind over it. And the cop like backs away and backs away and backs away until he finally gives up and 
just tases her and and drops her in the parking lot. Yeah. Which now which got me sort of into a, like a conversation online about um when the uh when the unacceptable rock meets the immoral force or whatever, yeah. which is, which is cops running into sovereign citizens, which is like the only time I root for the police. Yeah. That, that is, I, I've said that before too, is that, is that the sovereign citizen videos are the only times where you're like, well, I feel like the force was justified in, in this case. Right. Well, but it like, I kind of talked myself through it online and it's like the difference is most of the time the cops are harassing you know, black teenagers for nothing. Yeah. And the teenager is like, what the hell, man? And for that, they get beaten senseless. Yeah. And on the opposite side, the sovereign citizens were probably speeding or they made an illegal left. And they're just busting the cops balls in the most routine part of their job where they're like, here's a ticket for violating a known law. And the fact that they have any accountability at all makes them lose their minds. And so sure they can take one to the, take one right to the face (laughs) for that, you know, like eventually like the funniest part of any sovereign citizen video is when the cop very sort of resignedly extends his baton and then busts (laughs) the window out because you could tell he doesn't want to do it in the way that in the black teenager videos, the cop clearly seems to be relishing the violence. Yeah. And so those are loathsome, but the sovsit videos, I like, I can't believe I haven't spent more of quarantine watching them. The best, the best one to me is the one where the guy is in the courthouse and he's like trying. I, I forget why he's there. He might be there for someone else's trial, but he's like trying to bring a camera into the courtroom. Uh-huh. And there's like the two cops at the at the entryway, and they're just like, "Well, no, you can't, you can't film that. You can't film in here. You're not allowed to do that." And he's like trying to argue with them, and and he's talking about how it's his rights. I think he brings up maritime law at some point. And then he's just like, well, fuck this. I'm just I'm just going in. And he just like tries to push his way through and they just immediately tase him. Yeah. He drops to the ground and starts screaming. And it's it's very funny. And the other one, I I guess this is sovereign citizen. It's it's I, I guess it falls in the same category. It's the guys who love to open carry assault mm. rifles. And so he he just walks into a police station holding an assault rifle. And they just all pull their guns on him and like order him down to the ground. And he's just like, I'm just open carrying. I'm allowed to do this. And it's like, how privileged and stupid do you have to be to think that's a good idea? What did you think was going to happen? I mean, those are great. My favorite one of all time isn't even one that's remotely violent. It's a guy who refuses to pay a toll. It's like a 35 cent toll. And he like they always fall back on this thing where people have the freedom to travel. And so anything that obstructs that is a violation, even though like so all motorist regulations, all tolls are unconstitutional violations of the freedom to travel. And so he's got his camera going. And so, you know, like this guy posted it because he thinks he's the hero of the story. But the hero of the story is the toll booth guy who's been through it like a million times. And so he's just like, 35 cents, you know? (laughs) And so the guy's like, this is an unconstitutional da-da-da. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm, 35 cents. (laughs) Because he's just not picking up the gate. You know, and the guy who's like protesting his over his right to travel isn't about to drive through the gate and get himself actually arrested for destruction of public property. So all he can do is argue 
which the guy in the booth knows. So he's like, that's wonderful, sir. 35 cents. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on for like minutes of this guy very sort of resignedly smiling because he knows he can't lose the interaction. He can just keep this guy with the gate down until they both starve to death. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like, John, the, one of the next uh, live Zoom shows we do um, we're gonna have to watch some Sob watch some Sobsit videos. videos. Yeah, because yeah, so I feel funny. like this is a. It's definitely like a. It's something that I'm sort of aware of because you see, like you know, they'll they'll sometimes get shared on Twitter or whatever. But I don't spend a lot of time like watching online videos like in the way that that you do, and I feel like I haven't seen most of these, so. I feel well, like you see them in great. compilations, actually. Yeah, like, oh, people so make better. like long yeah, compilation like I've, videos. Yeah. I've never seen any of that, so like, yeah, that sounds good to me. These sound funny, so I yeah, like I that. think you, I think you would really enjoy them, John. I, it's it's the it's the same kind of like it, it feels like it's the same sort of visceral joy that you get when you see um, the videos of like of it's you, generally it's not always, but generally speaking, like a white guy will call will call a black guy the n-word and then just get his lights put out like immediately like that's yeah. those are yes. always like There's, incredibly satisfying yeah. too where you're like okay well yeah good for you man like <laughs> it's just great I, I love it that kind of stuff I, i'm all i'm all in for sure yeah absolutely and i think too like i think the point you made is good like there's something about there's something that makes it enjoyable when you can tell that the cop is reluctant like it's like they're like uh, like it's the same thing where like i i could take it it'd be a similar situation if you were like you know making or pestering like a ufc fighter like you didn't know they were like an mma guy and you're like pestering this guy in a bar or whatever to fight and he's like man you don't want to fight me like i'm not you know i'm not gonna fight you like leave me alone or whatever. And then he's just like, Oh, what? You don't want to fight me? Like whatever. And the guy's like, listen, man, like I'm a trained fighter. Like I'll kill you. I don't want like, stop this, you know? (laughs) And then eventually it's just like, he's like, fine. You know what you're, you want it. Okay, fine. I'll knock you out in one punch. I don't, it's whatever. You know, there's something about the like reluctance of Mm -hmm. having the power, not wanting to use it. And then the person just forces you into using it. it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Literally, all you have to do is take the ticket. All you have to do is tell me your name. If you were driving 90 miles an hour, you have to tell me your name. Please, I'm begging you. I have a family, too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing, too, right? Like, the cop in that situation, sometimes, too, like, they don't know either. Like, maybe the guy's a total freak and has a gun in the glove box or what, you know, like they don't know either. Like they don't know what's going to end up happening. So they're probably feeling like that too, where they're like, okay, well shit. Like, I don't want to fight this guy. Cause yeah. What if he has a knife or has a gun? He seems like a freak. He won't just tell me his name. I mean, I think, I think at this point they get training on these guys. And so it's frustrating. And like, they're just like, ah, this shit again, you know, it's like being trapped in a like on a bank line but behind someone depositing rolls of pennies where you're just like oh my god this is gonna take forever yeah it's uh yeah it's so brutal um stefan what's going on on your social media so i ordered uh some stuff i think i talked about this on the last episode briefly i touched on this um uh, but i ordered some custom dj drops for the show from our friend the wig man 
Now, and we're, the friend, that's loose. That's loose, I feel. <laughs> I feel like I've got a good rapport with him when we go back and forth in, in the emails. Okay, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, to me, I only see the emails you send to him and whatever. But, like, yeah. is he, like, 70? I think he's, I think he might be, because I think he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, like, to me, he's I feel like very, he's very like, old. He does, like, the three spaces after a sentence sort of thing, and... There's a lot of weird syntax stuff um, that it's clear that he is like, I don't, he somehow managed to use like the, the Microsoft Encarta email client, if that is a thing. And he's sending (laughs) emails from there. But so he's like technologically not great, but, but in terms of like recording DJ drops, uh, he's a pro. He's oh, a yeah. pro's pro. He's great. Like the, the drops you've gotten before were always van- yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So like, I got some drops for the stream, and I got some. I got a couple drops for 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 the pod. Right. And so uh, one of them is for uh, a situation where we are going to watch a very nasty video or look at a gross picture. And he was supposed to say John in this. Um, and he did in the dry version of the drop, but then the produced version, he didn't say John, but it still works. So, right. Dan, why don't we listen to this one? It's uh, time once again to show you something absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. It still works, and I, I think. And so this is not great because previous to this, I liked the wig man. And now I think yeah. this is going to become a very Pavlovian situation where as soon as I hear the like, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. About but I mean, that here? sounds like just like a it is a professional DJ, like like radio drop. You know what I mean? It's 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 classic. It's it's great. It sounds like you'd hear that on the radio. Um, I will say one thing. I tried to get him to say uh, that Jesse Farrar has been struck and killed by a train. <laughs> and he said he couldn't do it because it was like too personal for him. So I don't know if he just doesn't do ones about people dying or if someone close to the wig man was hit and killed by a train at some point. <laughs> but I didn't want to I didn't want to dig any deeper. Like we're friends, but we're not like we're not that good of, of wig man. The wig man watched too much of the uh, Huckabee show series. It could. We can't picture Jesse getting hurt. I think that might be that. That could be it. Honestly, he's a big YKS fan, you know. Um, but I did get one more, John, and uh-huh. this one um, we're going to actually hear this one in action because we're going to play this drop, and then we're going to move over to uh, our our blocked party watch together, and we're going to watch a video. Um, mm. So why don't why don't we listen to this drop right now? Dan? But it's not going to be something disgusting, at least I know. Well. That. It kind of is, but but oh, there's a drop great. that actually fits this a bit better. Okay. It's time to watch the YouTube video. He believes in spirits. So, Charles, are you familiar with Peep This Out? Oh my god. I uh, know. Peep oh. This Out. Okay. Well, you it, can't show Charles. Let him we have be. To. No, no, no. Let him be blissful. No, in we have to. We have to. Peep This Out is a fast food I'm review sorry for this. Uh, YouTube guy. Okay. And he takes his job very seriously. Um, he is he is completely dialed in, and there's there's no irony whatsoever. Like someone like Joey's World Tour, he sort of understands that two thirds of his audience are just watching him because they like don't like him, and he's like a, a freak. <laughs> Peep this out. I don't know if he understands that necessarily, but. Uh, I am. He doesn't. With him. He doesn't understand it. No, our our to listeners him, all are fans are the same. 
Yes. Yeah. But he's so uh, we're going to watch one of the latest uh, peep this out videos. So we're going to okay. we're going to move over to the blocked party uh, channel it. here. Uh, Dan, dr- play that drop one more time. It's time to watch the latest YouTube video. He believes in spirits. And the last part of that drop, Charles, is because he believes in spirits. Okay, um, got it. Yeah. Uh, Just in he, case that wasn't clear, Charles. Totally. Yeah. He fi- totally. The subtext is text. Yeah. He, he filmed a, a video where he was reviewing Doritos and then he walked across a bridge at night during the review and was like, I, I can feel like a, the presence of a spirit here. And he, and he was doing like a live stream. So he's like, uh, we just want, I, we don't, uh, I don't mean you any harm. The YouTube chat doesn't mean you any harm. Uh, truly one of the most insane things I've it ever seen. It was so seen. bad. Oh my God. And we, and I'm listening to the description of it and I'm taking it, I'm taking your word on faith that it's completely unironic. It's totally unironic, which is You'll why it's see once so you good. watch this video, how unironic everything this guy does so, is. So, so this is, uh, peep this out, reviewing the Arby's chicken cheddar ranch sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thumbnail for the video, I don't think you can see it, but the, it, I mean, it looks completely nasty. Uh, and just for good measure, like I want to get my money's worth on this drop. Let's play the peep this out drop one more time oh and then go right God. into the video, Dan. It's time to watch the latest YouTube video. He believes in spirits. You already know what it is. It's Ian K for Peep This Out Review. Cheaters Camp. I just hate his face. After hours over here at Arby's to take a look at the latest addition to their two for six menu. So stay tuned because the chicken cheddar ranch sandwich is up next. Stay frosty. Oh, Oh, yikes. It's the chicken cheddar ranch sandwich here at Arby's, part of the two for six. And already we are being greeted by those chicken tenders popping out the middle right over there, guys. Starting off with a toasted bun on the top. That's seeded goodness. Let's take a look underneath it. That's seeded goodness. Oh, that is not an appealing look. No. Man. He and does this is, all the time. Uh, he sticks the camera close, right into the food. And it's yeah. terrible. This is something all the fast food. Yeah, they, they do that all the time. close up on ranch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. We've got some tomato. It looks like we've got some oh. lettuce down over there. And For whatever this reason. Because if, if you ever get a graphic. Yeah, if you ever get a fast food sandwich, you, you don't open it up. No. But that's the first thing all these guys do is open it up for some reason. I have a feeling with that Parmesan goodness thrown into the mix. No, this is like, I mean, it really is. Let's not wait really grossly pornographic. Yes. What I would love to see is someone edit this video. Oh my god. To to blur out what's inside the sandwich. Right. Yeah. Just pixelate the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. In the very back of this here right now. I didn't realize how much until I picked this one up right now, and I can feel it in the very back. But guys, one quick look again before oh. we get into this. A lovely situation with the amount of that peppercorn ranch action. <laughs> oh my god, I already want to die. I can smell it already. And again, take another close look at that chicken tender action. And he just I, unironically loves all of it, right? Yes. Does he give anything a bad review? Uh, once in a while, but it's very rare. Usually if he gives something a bad review, it's because he feels like it's not worth the money. Guys, the chicken cheddar ranch yeah. sandwich. That's He'll his still like, big like it, thing. Guys. Like, oh, this sandwich yeah. was five $5.99. How could they charge this for mm. this? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That ranch. <laughs> Instant pop from that Parmesan peppercorn goodness. He's guy. he's doing a new thing where he's got the balloon popping when he says there's a pop from the sandwich. Uh-huh. That's a new thing that he's added. In general, pretty much anything, actually. But this is a lovely... What, what I think is great about it, because, like, 
And I gotta say, it really, he reviews it, and it is really indistinguishable from the cadence and description that you would see from, like, Tom Colicchio on Top Chef Masters. And again, yeah, because it's just, he's heard this in other yeah. forms of media before, and so he's just, he's just copying it, even though he's not actually saying anything. Like, if you listen to what he's actually saying, there's there's nothing there. Yeah, it's very purred happily. One of the main reasons, you know, it has the cadence of the joke. The skin around it here. And he's complaining about the tomato having skin on it. What? It's a showcase of that Parmesan pepper. Can you imagine someone at Arby's job just being in the back, gently removing the skin from all the tomatoes? That would have been amazing with this. I know the creaminess of the ranch. Oh, we're getting the money shot again. Yeah. Okay, can we stop peeling back the bun for a cream pie of ranch. Oh, God. I'm done, I think. Just to have a little bit of a color differentiation. <laughs> let's uh, let's skip ahead to the rating, Dan, which I think is uh, about five oh, and a half minutes. Oh, in. there's more pop. Oh my yeah. God, the balloon has a look of terror on its face. <laughs> like it really, it really gets very surprised that it's about to happen. They thought they thought they were friends. Eight and a half out of ten. So that's like his average review. <laughs> he gives that to everything. Tonight was a little bit smaller than the other. But guys, don't get me wrong. Awesome flavor. The quality is pretty awesome. And like I mentioned earlier, that Parmesan peppercorn ranch has got a really nice tangy, creamy flavor. And I got to say, it really lights this one up perfectly. Is, and honestly, is creamy a flavor? Yeah. Chicken tenders, if you want. Uh, I would say no. <laughs> In his world, I think it's yes. like a texture. Yeah. But he uses those words interchangeably as the thing. Like, yeah. I think flavor and texture is the same thing to him. Camp style because the weather has been extremely hot here in Southern Cali right now. But aside from all that, what do you guys personally think of this one? Drop some comments down below. Are you going to be a fan of this one? Do you think you're going to be when you give it a shot? Obviously, if you love ranch, let me know. Down and let me let me read the top comment on uh, on, on the video to you. Okay. This, the, the, the top comment is from Jason Brickman, and he says, Arby's is one of the best fast food restaurant. Cheaters camp style. After hours so, Arby's bringing you brand new content every single That's peep us out, Charles. What do you think? Uh, oh, my God. It's unbearable. Stop this. <laughs> oh, my God. Stay frosty. That's his whole thing. That's, that's his catchphrase. Stay frosty. Yeah. And oh, so no. we, we got lucky, I guess, depending on how you look at it, we got lucky or unlucky, but there's some where he, 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 like shows himself interacting with like the drive-through person and that is when because he's still in his youtube persona right uh-huh and so there was one where he went to wendy's and i guess it was wendy's like 50th anniversary and he congratulated the drive-through guy on 50 years of goodness and he's like keep it up and this this is like a teenager and he's like okay Thanks. I mean, I think you want to talk to Dave Thomas, and he died a few years ago. So. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Sovsit toll booth experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am not looking forward to doing my version of this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we're we're gonna have to do that pretty soon, actually. Charles, yeah, this is one of our one of our Patreon goals, um, which we hit like right before the pandemic. Is we're gonna have to go through a drive-through, and John will have to order, like, film himself. He's never had a Big Mac before, first of all. So we're going to go to McDonald's <laughs> and he's going to have to film himself in the style of Peep This Out, ordering, eating, and reviewing a Big Mac. Nice. No, and nice. I can't bad. wait. I'm John, we should thinking. do that next weekend, honestly. And you're going to yeah, play, sure. and you're just going to play it totally straight. You're not going to like ask yeah. for it medium rare. No, or no, I'm going to make the experience weird. 
Yeah, I'm gonna be like him. I'm just gonna be a, a yeah. weirdo about it. And he's gonna, gonna have it. he's gonna have catchphrases. He's gonna be talking to the drive-through attendant as if he is a fast food review. I'm guy. already thinking about what I'm gonna say to them, and I already feel bad. I'm gonna go back inside <laughs> after it's over and give them a tip. You have to, yeah, you you yeah. have to because they don't they don't deserve to deal with that at all. The one oh. thing I did I did find very funny about that review too is like, and this is the thing, Charles, that like uh, you know, Stefan has forced me to watch a bunch of these pieces of shit, but. Um, one thing he'll do is like he because it's fast food, like what can you really say? Right. Like it's fast yeah. food, like you're going to get what you're going to get. And but he will always pick on things in his review that just aren't a concern that anyone would have. Like if you heard there, he was giving it eight and a half out of ten and he said he was deducting a score because one of the chicken strips was bigger than the other one. <laughs> and it's like in what world Okay, well, first of all, even if you go to like a nice restaurant or not like nice, but if you go to like an upscale casual place that might have like, you know, a fancy version of chicken tenders on the menu, even there, they're never going to be a uniform size because they're coming (laughs) from different chickens. And then second of all, like that, that the idea that that's what he was expecting, you know, I'm going to go into Arby's and get this sandwich that's three dollars. Uh, and you know what? Those chicken tenders on the sandwich better be the same size or I yeah. am going to lose it. Right. Perfect Swiss engineering <laughs> yeah, from yeah. the tender factory. <laughs> like, it's just so weird to me. Yeah. And, and it's that. And it's, it's also the personal feelings towards like, well, I don't like tomatoes. And so there's right. a tomato on the sandwich and that just that just ruins it. For yeah. Like, even I don't though like there's a tomato on literally every fast food sandwich. Totally. Yeah. I don't, you like know, onions. and like the fact that his teeth didn't go through the skin on this one instead of whatever sandwich he had yeah. yesterday is complete luck. Yeah. But today it's the he gets all for eternity. The peppercorn ranch chicken yeah. uh, loses a half a point because the skin <laughs> of this particular tomato yeah. caught on his incisor. Yeah, it was the, and it was the restaurant's fault. They did that on purpose. They yeah, didn't provide yeah. him with a, st- a good enough tomato. like that's the thing i don't like onions i'm definitely going to get my big mac without onions on it like why would i do i'm not going to be like hey i'm giving this a seven out of ten because i hate onions so i'm deducting two (laughs) points because i don't like the taste of them in my mouth it's very odd yeah and that's the thing as someone who he is his like job you know ostensibly is to review fast food like, he can just ask for it without the tomato if he wanted to. And he right? has. Yeah. We've like seen, he I mean, I haven't even seen that many videos, and I've seen yeah. him ask for modifications on the things he's ordering. So I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was a thing on Chopped for a while, right? Was it Scott Conan who, like, hates raw red onion or something? Yeah. And and so he would always just, like, ding these random people for his specific peccadillo yeah. about red, raw red onions. And the other judges were always like, ah, oh, Christ, Scott. <laughs> it's like the Guy Fieri thing where he won't eat uh, eggs. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, oh, it is It is really, like, that. it doesn't happen very often, but if you can find the Triple D episodes where the person will serve the dish with an egg on it anyway uh is excellent like most people at this point know so they'll be like yeah usually we serve this with an egg on it but we take but we took the egg off for you uh but like the odd person will just be like no this dish comes with egg so like i know you don't like it but i'm it's it's on i'm putting an egg on top of it and he it gets so mad it's really funny <laughs> like in a way that guy fietti gets mad like he doesn't yeah, really yeah. get mad but he just kind of like glares at them weirdly and it's very funny john what's going on in your social media this week 
Well, this week, I, I don't know how I had never seen this before, but this was uh, it got retweeted into my feed. Uh, I believe Georgia Twist uh, tweeted it originally. Um, the uh, Armageddon commentary is extremely funny. Apparently, the whole thing I saw people commenting on this tweet. Apparently, the whole Armageddon commentary uh, is just like absolutely buck wild like the the stars of the movie just like don't give a fuck and they just like go in on it uh and this particular (laughs) clip is two minutes long and this is ben affleck on commentary for armageddon essentially like deconstructing the plot of the entire movie in this like two minute scene it's incredible Uh, it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen it makes me like ben affleck so much more i mean i already after the smoking picture and everything else i mean i'm really Smoking really picture with on... the mask is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But, oh, yeah. yeah. He's just killing it. So th- this is so funny. So the, the scene, it's the scene where they've they've brought Bruce Willis in uh, to look at the drill that they've built to like drill into the core of the meteorite or whatever that's about to hit Earth. So this is like Bruce Willis's first meeting with NASA. And this is Ben Affleck on commentary explaining the scene. And go ahead. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut, shut, shut the fuck up. Just shut up, okay? You know this is real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? Just shut your mouth. See, here's where we demonstrate that because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of. Building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt of the earth guy, and the NASA nerdonauts don't uh, don't understand uh, his salt of the earth ways, his rough and tumble ways. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's because your cans are like somehow they can build rocket ships. <laughs> they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. We've had been training for eight months solid. Eight whole months. Well, pretty much, yeah. Like eight whole months, as if that's not enough time to learn how to drill a hole. But in a week, we're going to learn how to be astronauts. Now you know how to fly into space? I need my guys. Why do you need them? They're the best. They're the best. Why are they the best? I don't know. They just are. best because I work with the best. Trust the men you're working with. You're as good as dead. You want to send these boys into space? Fine. They'll make good astronauts. They don't know jack about drilling. I mean, this is a little bit of a logic stretch. Let's face it. They don't know jack about drilling. How hard can it be? Aim the drill at the ground and turn it on. You think it's just drilling a hole? There's a lot you gotta know about. And when you're gonna break, snap off an edge in a tranny on a corner of a hot pipe, and you're gonna get a gas pocket. Like, yeah, well. What about when the booster rockets don't fire and your PVA suit and your zero gravity, you know? Didn't you see, didn't you see Apollo 13, boy? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> That's so fucking funny. It's great. And he makes a really good point. He didn't yeah. even He didn't even point out that you're not going to hit like a power line on a meteor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. all, all of your all of your earthly concerns from your drilling experience are kind of not relevant when you're starting on a meteor. It's actually much easier. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, I just love you're, that line. You're not going to blow up the orphanage on a yeah. meteor. <laughs> 
Yeah, you just point it at the ground and turn it on. <laughs> just, that just really got me. It just like I don't know if he's like just ripped while he's recording this commentary track. It like sounds like he is. He sounds kind of yeah. drunk, but it's just like, man, I don't know. I don't know how I'd never heard. I, I think what it is is like first of all, very few people ever would listen to the commentary tracks. Like, who's gonna sit through a whole movie and just listen to the commentary? I feel like that. You know, that was a trend for like two years. And then people were just like, ah, I don't need this anymore. But also like that happened in an era when we didn't have Twitter. Like imagine that movie commentary era and Twitter era overlapped. This is all Twitter would be. It would just be people pulling two minute snippets of commentary. out, being yeah. like, listen to this insane thing this person said. But no one's going back and listening to DVD commentaries of Armageddon. So yeah. bless Georgia for doing the, it. The funniest, it's so funny. the funniest commentary I remember was a, a commentary track for Arrested Development, where they do uh, a flashback to Buster as a kid, and I guess you know he's, it's like this eight year old playing him, and it cuts to him, and they were talking about all this other stuff, and then it cuts to the kid, and David Cross is like, "This kid was a fucking asshole." It's <laughs> just like the funniest thing, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> And everyone just loses their minds. <laughs> I have to find it because it was so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, obviously, like the Simpsons commentaries are really good. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sure there Futurama are some. as well. Same, I mean, same reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are some movie ones that are good, too. But yeah, like this is something I would have never watched the commentary to Armageddon. But it is very funny to me that like Ben Affleck's just like, well, I told Michael Bay this was kind of stupid. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't tell me that this is stupid. <laughs> it's uh, incredible i love that that's that's great that's so funny if, if you know of any other if you're listening to this and you know of any other really good commentary tracks please send us those clips yeah that, it's i, I want to so, hear them so good so good yeah. uh all right well that's uh you know ben affleck blocked michael bay from making sense and speaking of being blocked let's move on to our block tale rip it dan what did you tweet you brought receipts, Blocktail, woo! No longer can see the post, it's a Blocktail, woo! You probably deserved it, it's a Blocktail. Charles, uh, what do you hey. have for us? Uh, so I was blocked by uh, John Podhoritz, Um because... And I'm looking at it. I find, I pulled the tweet. I was uh, 2014, October of 2014. And I was, at the time, I don't even think I'm following any, him anymore, but I was following Philip Klein, who was a Washington Examiner reporter, because I have to keep at least like a few conservatives in my feed just so I see what's going on in that kind of news uh, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he was mad about that day was that a Jewish, the Milwaukee Jewish Federation objected to the public, like one of the public high schools in Milwaukee, putting up a sukkah for Sukkot, right? To familiarize anyone who's not up on their Jewish yeah, uh, religious rights. During the, during the festival of Sukkot, Jews eat outside at night in like these sort of ramshackle booths that you build where you can see the stars and it has some significance that is lost on me because I'm so far removed from that education. But but a Jewish group was expressing concern about 
the separation of church and state. And so they objected to this sukkah on a high school. And Philip Klein got mad. And I and Potteritz retweeted it. And he's like, and I was just like, wow, it sounds like they have principles about church-state separation broader than their personal interests. And he got pissed off at me. And he's like, it's ridiculous. It's a booth. You know? And I was like... And I was like, uh, yeah, that's a religious thing. So it's not just a booth. And he's like, it's a booth. Do you, have you never heard of it? And I'm like, I mean, my avatar on Twitter is my dad from world, like in his World War II whites with a really dumb pirate hat photoshopped on him. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and I was like, is my dad, does he not look Jewish enough for you to know that I know what a sukkah is? <laughs> Uh, and so he, again, just repeats, it's a booth, you know, and he's, and so I was like, look, Justice Scalia, who was not yet dead, uh, Justice Scalia thought, like, there are all these cases in the United States about whether there can be, like, a nativity scene in, like, public squares and stuff, or if that's a church-state violation, and Scalia's point was that he definitely thinks that you should be allowed to have some public religiosity, symbolic religiosity. And so you should be able to have these nativity scenes. But people who argue that Christmas has become so commercialized that they're not really religious is a dumb, disingenuous argument. And so to me, that's the argument Potteritz was making. It's not just a booth. It's a sukkah for a Jewish holiday. It looks like a booth, but it's not a booth. Right. It has a purpose. And so I said, look, he could Potter. It's like, well, the crash has the Christ child in it. And I said, look, if you think church state separation is strict, that's an intellectual position. It's a booth isn't a position (laughs) because you're specifically denying why you want the booth in the first place. And so he goes, oh, I think it's too strict. And I think it's a booth. And I think the idea that the banning was instigated by a Jewish organization is obscene. And I just said, your belief that Jewish organizations should always favor Jewish concerns over general rules is more obscene. (laughs) Because I think that Jewish organizations that worry about church state are kind of like, I think they're sacrificing the sukkah here. Because they know that 99 times out of 100, it's going to be something Christian being crammed down their throats. Yeah. And so the principle matters, right? You don't just sort of shoot yourself in the foot by asking for the same special privilege. And so he's like, ah, Jewish organizations exist to defend Jewish interests, which is not obscene. And go soak your head. You're blocked. <laughs> go soak your head? Go Hell soak yeah. your head. I was that a your long head, time. Yep. That's yeah. solid. I'm trying yeah. to imagine someone getting mad at a church for having like a nativity scene up being like, well, you've just got these, you've just got these figures out front. Yeah. They're just, They're just plastic. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> How dare you? What you're putting these plastic figures on the lawn. What's happening? But that I, is, but uh, go ahead, Charles. Well, I mean, but that is how it gets argued. 
sometimes. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, you have a menorah and you have a Santa and you've got a tree, right? Even when it's not a nativity scene. And they're like, it's just, you know, it's just secular. And Scalia was like, come on, stop it. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> I actually care about it because it's religious. And I think that calling a nativity scene in the public square a violation of church state is a stupid extension of the rule, but I'm not going to let you pretend that my religion isn't a real religion. Like you have to take that part seriously. I'm still I'm still stuck on the go soak your head thing. Cause to me, yeah, yeah. that sounds like something uh a family circus kid would say and get in trouble for and then blame <laughs> on that ghost. You know? Yeah. Well like, it's how old is, how old is I mean he's he's like he's off Twitter now. But he yeah. strikes me as like very like old-fashioned yeah i think it's just that he won't curse on twitter you know it's like the looped version of motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking planet yeah yeah i did find (laughs) i did find an older so the post there's a couple posts i always think of with with him um well there's three there's there's a general theme where he will complain about uh like food delivery services right um and he would do that a lot and then delete the post and people would make fun of him this one is uh, when there was a, a huge snowstorm back in uh, January 2016 in New York. To de Blasio and other, other polls who tell, us, uh, who tell people to stay indoors during a snowstorm. You work for us. Therefore, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just a very strange thing to get mad about. But the one that I always <laughs> think of is the one that got me blocked. Um, and I, uh, I, I don't know specifically which one he blocked me for, but there are several instances of me just tweeting this phrase at him. Um, and he uh, replied to a picture of a, of a friend's daughter. Um, uh, I guess a, a, a father took a, took a photo of, of himself with, with his daughter at like a Chicago Blackhawks game or something. And uh, John replied, she's 15. She looks fully adult. <laughs> right. Which is yep. uh, very normal. A very normal thing to yeah. reply to yeah. your uh, about your friend's uh, teenage daughter, and so I would just tweet that phrase to him whenever uh, <laughs> I guess I felt like it, and then one of them got me blocked. Um, but yeah, he's he's very yeah. quick on the... the block finger because I can understand blocking me for that, but like you were just having like a, a fairly civil argument with him, you know? Um, yeah, I mean the. The the two John Potteritz moments that I remember the most aren't even anything that he said, because I don't remember what he said in the first one, back when Felix was, I think, swarthy villain. Yeah. And he he said something like, come at me, snack man, you rotund <laughs> death merchant. <laughs> and that, like, forever burned into my head. Yeah. Called him snack man. <laughs> um, and then the other was he was arguing with, uh, I think it was Dylan, Dylan Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I'm not positive, but he said something. It was about like publishing bona fides or something. And he said something like about, you know, um, commentary, you know, the magazine where his father wrote, and he said something like, I'm familiar with your dad's newsletter. Oh, <laughs> like that's right. John Potts yeah. was like talking about who he came from. Dylan was like, yes, I'm familiar with your dad's newsletter. Yeah, I remember that. Because he was bragging about his own resume. Yeah. 
Oh, and he right. got to start writing movie reviews at commentary yeah. where he misunderstood everything he was watching. That's, I mean, that's just a brutal slam. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. I, and I remember that screen grab floating around too. Whenever John would say something stupid, that would come up. And then the fully adult one, those are like the two big ones, but I kind of miss him on Twitter. Honestly, he hasn't been on since like 2019. So yeah, come back, John. <laughs> John, uh, any good uh, listener blocks this week? Yeah, you don't usually ask me that question, but yes, we we have a uh, we have a good uh, a good a good great listener block this week. I think last week a lot of people enjoyed uh, the you know the the Facebook uh, trolling that uh, that Christian underwent, and this is another one that's very similar. Uh, this one comes in from Austin, uh, and the the subject line is "We blocked Trump lovers out of their own Facebook group." Okay. <laughs> um, which is always classic. Uh, so yeah, so uh, they send this in. Uh, Hi again, Blocked Boys. Y'all probably remember the old Vice article by Virgil Texas, where he and a bunch of friends took over a Confederate Facebook group and turned it into a pro-LGBT group. I was uh, part of that. Yes. Perfect. Well, there you go. A bunch of lefty Facebook users and I got bored during the quarantine and used our time to conduct a similar raid on real Trump patriots. No trolls allowed. <laughs> Uh, that's it was in the name of the group, okay. Uh, which is a very like uh, uh, a very little rascals, uh, he man woman haters club yeah. type. Uh, <laughs> no trolls allowed. Uh, so uh, they uh, go on to say a bunch of us joined the group at once with a couple people managing to seize admin power. It became filled with just about every troll post imaginable, including my insistence that Trump wants us all to take a stand for Palestinians. The original members tried to fight back and are still doing so, but most of them are either leaving or getting reported as Antifa. The link to join the group, which is now named Transgender Communists for Fourth Trimester Abortions, is below if you want to see all the posts, because I don't even know where to start with them. (laughs) So I didn't join the group, but just that title alone, Transgender Communists for Fourth Trimester Abortions. That's wonderful. Well done. uh, That is great. Uh, Yeah. Well done, Austin. Thank you for sending that in. If you want to send in a listener block, uh, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com and it might just get read on the show. Uh, you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blockedparty where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every month, except this month we're doing four because we just care about you so much. Uh, we just released one last week with uh, Brian Quinby. It was a, a show where all three of us got blocked by the same person, Stefan John and Brian. I just don't know why I talked, said myself in the third person. <laughs> That's okay. Stefan, Brian, and myself all got blocked by Clara Jeffrey. Uh, it's a very fun episode that's up there now. And we'll have another episode coming out this week with uh, another past guest, Ryan Williams, our first ever high fiver episode where we're going to be reviewing uh, very weird fiver accounts. Uh, and that's going to be a blast. I ordered some stuff this week and it is truly uh, wild. So you can check that out. Patreon.com slash blocked party. You can also, uh, Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why my brain shorted out in the middle of that. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod, and you can rate and review the show on iTunes. That always helps us. Uh, Charles, we always like to finish the show with a top three suggested by our guest. What do you have for us, please? I uh, I am going to say I had to think about this because I'm not a list guy, but yeah, <coughs> we're forcing top three you. violent acts in the Godfather trilogy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like, okay, John, so here's the question. John, have you seen any of the Godfather movies? <laughs> even the video, I, even, even highlights of the Godfather movies. You can just guess too, John. If, if you, if I you have like. seen Godfather one, but it okay. was, yeah, uh, it. but it was, there were 20, more than three in there. It was 20 years ago. So, yeah. um, 
Yes, I will. Um, yeah, I'll make. Okay. It. I'll make something up. Okay. All right, uh, Charles, you want to go first? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is the first time that Sonny beats up Carla, Carlo, uh, his brother-in-law, because his brother-in-law is beating up uh, Talia Shire, his yeah. sister. And so he goes and drives to their apartment and beats him up in front of everyone on the street and like throws him into the garbage cans. And, uh, and that's the one with the, with the very fake punch, right? Um, I don't, maybe if you, if you, sure. if you look closely, I remember seeing a video break this down. There's one punch where it's clearly like a foot away from his face. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's very, very funny, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's a classic. That's, that's like, yeah. that's a good number three. Um, okay. Um, my number three, I'm going to go with, um, I mean, I guess it's an it's an act of, of violence. It sort of happens off screen, but uh, but Fredo being uh-huh. uh, being uh, shot in the head. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a very very important part of the movie, and it's uh, it's very sad. But I think uh, I think you have to include that on the list just for how uh, uh, yep. you know big it is in in in, in the movie. Yeah, uh, you John, hear it. Yeah, you, you hear, you hear it, so it counts. You hear think, the because you hear it. You know what happens. Yeah, John. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. Just hold on a sec. I just have to do some very brief, uh, research, research here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. just, it's always important to get your research down here. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> pardon me. My probably, uh, and I think this was pretty good. Um, my number three is, uh, from December 20th, 1999. Uh, an episode of a show I like to call Monday Night Raw, uh, <laughs> where uh, where the Godfather managed to, uh, with the hoe train in tow, uh, get a big win over Chris Jericho. Uh, okay. That was probably my, my that's probably my third favorite act of violence by the Godfather. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see where you're going here, but that's that's a good number three. Charles, what's your number two? Uh, number two has to be Mo Green taking the bullet to the eye through the glasses. Like it's just sort of perfect. He's on the massage table. He kind of puts his glasses on and then bam, sniped right through the glasses. The glasses cracked and the blood just sort of running down behind it. Really great shot. I had that on my uh, on my short list uh, because because that's a classic. And I love Alex Rocco as well. So um, that's a great choice. I'm going to go with my number two, Luca Brazzi. Getting, uh, getting just the the face he makes. It's very visceral. Uh, he gets his hand stabbed into the table. Like uh, they're not fucking around with Luca. Uh, yeah. And uh, and obviously he's a great character too. So yeah. Uh, that's my number two, John. Uh, my number two comes to us in 1964, uh, and I think it's a little song you guys have heard of before called "I Got You." By James Brown, the godfather of soul. And I think we can all admit yeah. he did kill it on that track. <laughs> he did. So you can't argue with it. It's from the album Out of Sight. Uh, I Got You, a great act of violence, musical violence, one might say, by the godfather, James Brown. Wow. Incredible. That's a great choice. Charles, your number one? Uh, my number one uh, is when he kills McCluskey at Louis, yeah uh where he shoots the cop he hits him in the throat first and then he takes him out 
Though I will say my favorite part of the scene is at the beginning when, you know, uh, Salazzo is introducing everyone and McCluskey says, do they have good Italian food in this place? Yeah. <laughs> Where they go to the most Italian restaurant <laughs> in the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> and he specifies not a specific thing. You know, do they have good lasagna? Do yeah. they have good anything? He says, do they have good Italian food? Yes. <laughs> mi- yes. Uh, Captain McCluskey. They do. <laughs> That's a great pick. Uh, I think... Uh, my number one, I got to go with uh, uh, Sonny uh, and his, his yeah. death scene uh, at, the, at the toll booth there. Uh, yep. Was it over he, 35 cents? Yeah, I was going to say, he, didn't, he yeah. didn't pay the toll, so <laughs> maybe that had something to do with it. But um, yeah. it's just, you know, I mean, he gets shot a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, they massacred my boy, and they really did. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do like about this is when it was parodied in The Simpsons, where Bart gets off the school bus and is pelted with snowballs, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's like reacting in the exact same way as as uh, as Sonny, um, and you know it's a good death scene because you know when you see Bart reacting that way exactly what it like it's just right away you recognize it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my number one. Yeah. John. Uh, my number one comes to us. I can't remember the exact date. I would I'd say it was probably like nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six. Uh, my uncle, uh, Glenn Cullen, uh, used to play hockey with, uh, my father, John Joseph Cullen, the fourth, uh, I'm the fifth obviously. And, uh, yeah, I remember my dad, uh, you know, they were playing hockey together. I went to the game. Uh, they were, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, my dad is a bit lippy. I mean, you guys have met my father, you know, he's a little bit lippy and, uh, there was a, a sort of a little fight broke out on the ice. And uh, my uncle stepped in and I got to see my uncle and my dad kind of like fight other grown men, which seemed like very cool when I was 10. Um, and so that was a really cool act of violence by my godfather, uh, my uncle Glenn. Um, he did just great stuff out on the ice. And uh, I, it was at that moment I knew as a 10 year old, if something were to ever happen to my father, I was in good hands. So, Wow. You know what? I didn't think you could do it, John, but but you 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 got a, that was a great top three. Thank you. Well done. I tried my you best. Get the Oscar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that was a yeah, that was a blast. I def like I have seen The Godfather, but like even all of the references you guys made, I'm like I don't I don't remember any of that. So yeah. <laughs> I I was just I was gonna be lost no matter what. But it was a great. It would have been a great choice if I knew it. Um, but I didn't. But that's okay. Like, I mean, for me, it was a great yeah. choice for you guys. Yeah, I think you. I think um, you pulled it off. Yeah, thank you. Uh, before we go, Charles, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, just uh, my podcast, Hostile Witness, a podcast about law at the end of the world, which is why I sort of got so into it with the church-state stuff with Potterets. Like I actually care about the law <laughs> underneath it, and that idiot just tramping all over it because he wants to hang out in a booth. <laughs> fantastic okay we'll check that out uh at uh you know the hostile witness podcast and you can also follow you on twitter at you girls you said you don't yeah. even say it out loud anymore yeah so <laughs> yeah it's there there'll be a link in the uh in the episode bio people can follow you there or episode bio episode description i mean whatever it is technically yeah. the biography of the episode yeah. 
Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. And we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.